Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Okay, back to Trump. Now, the critics of the indictment are pointing out two things, that the federal government looked at this, all right, the Federal Election Commission didn't indict, and that Alvin Bragg, who is indicting tomorrow, the DA in Manhattan, his predecessor, Cy Vance, didn't indict, could have, didn't. That's what the defenders of Trump are throwing out. Here's what Vance said yesterday. Go. Uh, as I believe you know, uh, I was asked by the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District to stand down uh, on our investigation, which had commenced involving the Trump Organization. And as, you know, as, as someone who respects that office a great deal and, and believing that they may have perhaps the best laws uh, to investigate, I did so. But I believe Vance. I believe that's true, that the federal government asked him not to get involved. I think the federal government asked Bragg not to get involved. And that Jack Smith, the special prosecutor looking at January 6th, can't be happy about this. But that's speculation on my part. I do not know that to be a fact. What I do know is that Bragg hates Trump and is using his office to punish Trump. And I know that, but what he said in the past, go. I'm the candidate in the race who has the experience with, with Donald Trump. I was the chief deputy in the attorney general's office. We sued the Trump administration over 100 times uh, for the Muslim travel ban, for family separation at the border, for shenanigans with the census. 
Uh, so I know how to, to litigate uh, with him. I also led the team that did the Trump Foundation case. So uh, I'm ready to go wherever the facts take me and to inherit that case. And I think, you know, it'd be hard to argue with the fact that that's, that'd be the most important, uh, most high profile case. Uh, and I've seen him up front and seen the lawlessness that he can do. All right. So this is the guy. He's already convicted Trump. Even though Trump has not been convicted of anything, this guy's already convicted him. Due process? Bye. No more due process in this country. So Bragg should have recused himself from all this based upon his past statements. Okay? He's not coming in with a presumption of innocence. Remember, that's what our justice system is based on, a presumption of innocence. You think Bragg is giving Trump the presumption of innocence after saying that? Come on. It's absurd. And I don't know about Trump's lawyers, but I'd be case number one. I'd throw up to get the thing thrown out. Outrageous. All right. Enough about me. Let's bring in uh, Brett Tallman. He was a former U.S. attorney for Utah, head of the Tallman group right now from Salt Lake City. So I went over a lot of stuff and I, I didn't use any speculation. Uh, I used one bit and then I told the audience it was speculative. But let's go run them right down. Bragg has convicted Trump years ago, correct? Yeah, and you referenced that he should recuse himself. And I believe you're the only person out there that's, cu that's caught this issue. There are several ethical requirements on a prosecutor. One of them is that they would actually recuse themselves if they have any history with a target. I had to recuse my office when a sitting member of Congress was referred to us for potential criminal violations. It is standard, but apparently it was not, you know, not an issue for Alvin Bragg. Well, that's because the justice system is broken down, as I said. By the way, do you concur with that, that the justice system across the country has collapsed? I agree with it. And, and I'm shocked that more people aren't saying it, but for decades, we have been granting more and more power. The legislature has been granting more and more power to prosecutors, but less and less accountability and transparency. So it's a wicked combination, what we've done in the criminal justice system. I mean, when you have a mass demonstration across this country after George Floyd's killing, and you have 17,000 arrested, probably more than that, and two wind up in prison. And then you have these idiots going out there above the law. No one's above the law. I mean, how can you not be cynical? How can you not be? Yeah, and it's very tragic and sad for those of us who have, you know, spent 25 plus years in the criminal justice system to have watched the evolution. You know, one famous justice, Justice Sutherland of the Supreme Court, said that the prosecutor was not a normal person to the litigation. He was, in fact, the servant, the only servant of the law. And his point was that it was the law that needed to dictate and not the individual. And we flipped it on our on its head. And now who can have confidence? You outlined all of those, you know, that are above the law. And the list is longer than even what you went into. Yeah, I only have uh, 45 minutes here. <laughs> I could go all in. I mean, look, hours. If those of us who live in New York, no, Alvin Bragg doesn't prosecute violent felons, just throws the cases out on technicalities day in and day out and day in and day out above the law. Come on. 
What about Vance saying, look, um, don't blame New York City. Uh, we were looking at Trump, but then the Fed said, you know, pull back. Do you believe that? I do believe it. There is an unspoken rule between state and federal, you know, uh, criminal justice systems. And, and this is it, Bill. It's whichever entity has the more serious investigation, that entity takes the lead. Sometimes it's the state, but that's traditionally a homicide investigation. Anything like this, where they're bootstrapping a, a misdemeanor into a federal election violation, I mean, there's there's not only deference, but I can tell you from speaking to several friends in the Department of Justice, they are livid that this is the first case that gets uh, that get, that goes out. They wanted something a lot more serious to go out of the gate, so that they knew that there was something more to what they were doing against Donald Trump that wasn't just a witch hunt. Now it plays into that narrative perfectly. Now, uh, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor appointed by uh, the Biden administration, Merrick Garland, he can't be happy about this because Smith is trying to lay a conspiracy charge on Trump over the activities on January 6th. That's what he's trying to build a case of conspiracy to undermine an election. That's what Smith is trying to do. And now with this low level beef of a business transaction that's illegal in New York State, that makes his job harder, Smith, correct? Yeah, it makes it harder. And look at just the reality. He, Smith has already subpoenaed several Secret Service agents to try to get to the bottom into what you know Donald Trump may or may not have done with the classified documents. Very few people have even, even noticed that. That's a very big, bold move, but we're not talking about it because we're all embroiled in this circus that Alvin Bragg has created. Well, we don't know, though, and I don't think that I could be wrong on this. I don't think the document thing is where Smith is going to, you know, I do think that Smith is going to bring conspiracy charges against Trump for January 6th. That's my bet yeah. on this. That, that's where I think it is. Think- I think you have, uh, you know, a good reason to bet on that because I think that's the case that they can get a lot of public opinion behind, and the, and, and George is working in con, in connection with that that theory, you know. Yeah, to, yeah but to the find Georgia thing is the weak. Level. The Georgia thing is weak. It's based on two phone calls, and I've read the transcripts of the phone calls, and they're not. But but conspiracy is easy for the federal government to charge. That's the easiest avenue to get anybody, right? It's easy. Because, yeah, you're right, because conspiracy is a standalone. You don't have to actually prove the underlying crime. You just have to prove the, the conspiracy. And you don't have to prove that the members of the conspiracy were, were discussing uh, the conspiracy with each other. It's, it's one of the most you know, easy cases to bring in the federal system, and it's done every day in this country. Yeah. Against heinous criminals, they can't get them any other way. They go with conspiracy. That's what RICO is all about. All right. Finally, uh, I get a lot of mail on the Durham investigation. Next month, it'll be four years that this man has been paid out of taxpayer funds and his whole staff, all expenses paid, big salary, four years. His mandate was to find out, all right, the FBI and other Justice Department's intrusions into the bogus Russian collusion investigation. What they did, phony warrants, all of that. Four years, Brett. Does that make any sense to you at all? 
No, I, well, I can't believe it's four years. I will say you and I still look, you know, handsome and, and like we haven't aged much in those four years. But uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe it's been that long. And I, I would say that this is I'd rather they take took those resources and did a serious investigation into Hunter Biden and into the Biden, you know, allegations. It's too bad that we're we're expending taxpayer resources because I, you know, Durham has been a flop from the beginning outside oh, of exposing awful, you know, the, and this the, just, yeah, just plays into my my uh, hypothesis at the top of the program. The justice system's corrupt. I mean, yes. you pack it after what, two, two and a half. You go, ah, I can't do it or we didn't find anything. Four years, and, and we, he's not going to wrap it next month. It's just going to be, wow, we're in for four years because it's a gravy train. So we're all making money. And what do they do? What do you do for four years? It's not that complicated. <laughs> like, like everything else in Washington, D.C., it's all about their own personal survival. That's absolutely. You know, you're such a smart guy. I, I, there was a reason that I had you on, and I forgot it. But now you reminded me. <laughs> I was there last week. These people live in a bubble. They don't know anything they other don't. than <laughs> you know, their own little sphere and what parties they're going to go to. You know, with That's other right. people in Washington. It's like, oh, my God. All right, Brad, we're going to bother you uh, I, in, over the next couple of uh, weeks or so about this Trump thing. Um, you're, I think, our strongest guest uh, on these matters of justice in the country. And it's just a shame. We, the people, deserve better. Thank we you, do. Brett Tallman. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. So anyway, let's bring in uh, Sheriff Richard uh, Giordano. Giardino. Am I saying that right, Sheriff Giardino? Giardino, thanks for having me. Bill. All right. And uh, the sheriff presides in um, 
the Mohawk Valley region, Fulton County, one of my favorite places in New York State. Finger Lake, it's just beautiful up there. It's beautiful in the summer and fall. In February, it's a little chilly. But anyway, the reason that I asked uh, my staff to book the sheriff is that he has been a judge also in New York State and knows the state law as well as anyone. Okay, from what you just heard, 12 minutes of me bloviating, did I do anything that is not grounded in fact, Sheriff? Everything you said is grounded in fact. What you and I share is we don't believe in talking without the facts. So we know he's been indicted on 34 counts. The only explanation to answer your opening question is if they're charging each check he may have written or money transfer separately, then it could be 34 counts. But until you and I have more of the indictment that tells us that it involved Stormy Daniels or the other woman, we don't know. Okay. So it's, so it's very confusing that way, but you can't, in New York, he, even if he was convicted of 34 counts, he can only be sentenced to two counts cons con consecutively because there's limits on how much prison you can get based on the number of counts. Right, but he's not going to get any prison. No, I, think never, be, I think the case will be thrown out, but just as a stair step. So Bragg is 34 counts, felony counts. Okay, felonies, 34 felonies. I'm going, wait a minute. Um, and it, as you said, that will be explained. I guess it'll be explained uh, when people study uh, the actual indictment and what Bragg is alleging. Um, now, he did this, in my opinion, to just to throw everything against the wall so it sounds so bad that people criticizing Bragg, and they are legion, would back away a little. I think this is more of a PR move than a legal move. I agree 100%. We have to go back to Bragg's race for Manhattan DA. When Bragg ran, he said he was going to pursue Trump, that he had worked on over 100 cases in Tish James, the attorney general's office. Interestingly, he never mentioned that out of those 100 cases, there were no criminal charges. There's one civil lawsuit that is full of holes that will never go anywhere, in my opinion, that had to do with the valuation of property that he's selling. So. Bragg specifically said, I'm running, and one of my points, one of my platforms is to get Trump. Right. And so that, that's one of the attacks. I'll tell you, there's going to be several attacks on that indictment, and that's probably the best way to look at it. The yeah, he should have Smith. recused himself. And we used those sound bites last night, uh, Sheriff. Mm -hmm. So we documented it. Again, you go to BillOReilly.com, you can see the transcripts and, and all that we've done if you're a premium concierge member. Um, now. Everybody on the Trump side, Team Trump, wants a change of venue, but what they don't understand is a change of venue doesn't eliminate Bragg and the judge who Trump hates. They would follow, say they move it up to Fulton County where you are, the venue, Bragg and the judge would follow as attachments to the case, correct? Correct. But this case doesn't reach the level for a change of venue. And I'll tell you a couple reasons why. You can't say we need a change of venue because they didn't vote for me. You can't say we need a change of venue because it's high profile. Donald Trump is going to be high profile wherever he is. And those things, and especially when he's contributed to the circus by commenting a lot and making posts that are not necessarily helpful, then you don't have 
you don't have the ability to say, well, I haven't contributed to this. So a change of venue is probably not realistic in this case. Um, but something's interesting though, and it, it ties into the whole political end of this. The Lee Zeldin ran for governor against Hochul. In Manhattan, Lee Zeldin lost 350,000 votes. In the state, Lee Zeldin lost 350,000 votes. And one of Lee Zeldin's statements was, I'm gonna remove Bragg. So that shows you that Bragg's got a very powerful constituency and that one county could have changed who was our governor. Well, and so, it's worse than that. So in the presidential election, 87% of voters in New York City, the five boroughs, voted for Biden. So Trump's constituency in New York City is 13%. So how do you get a fair jury at that overwhelming level where they don't like or approve of Donald Trump? That would be my argument if I were Takapino, the uh, lead attorney on the Trump team. I would say, look, we can't get a jury pool here that doesn't hate him. Well, in this case, jury selection would allow us to ask those questions. I know. And it'd be a little on. more invasive. Well, I, I don't think there's enough to do a change of venue. But I do think there's other attacks on Bragg. And I think, I think the fact that the Fed... The, the Federal Election Commission, the feds, as you mentioned, have already passed on this case. So they already recognize there's not enough there. So this truly is indicting a ham sandwich. And okay. I agree with you, the piling on of the 34 felonies is to more political than yeah, anything Yeah, it's else. more PR, and, and we will have Bragg tomorrow. I'm not going to use him tonight because, again, I want to uh, – the audience needs to understand that this is a news analysis show, and I want my analysis to be sharp in fact, based. And in order to do that, I've got to study, you know, like if Bragg says something at four o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, I've got to then research whether he's saying it's true or not. So mm -hmm. it takes time. And that's why I want to delay this. If you want instant analysis, go watch the cables. You're not going to learn anything there because they don't know anything. Although Jonathan Turley uh, is really good. Uh, the uh, law professor from Georgetown. Now, the stair step here in New York State is that Trump's lawyers will try to get this thrown out, okay? And if they fail, they'll keep appealing that, and that will take time, correct? Correct. But at the arraignment, a good judge would have set a schedule for motions, for discovery, and for, for the trial date. This trial date probably would have been set out the end of the year or next year, a year away, right in the middle of an election year. Um, the other thing is they have several grounds to argue. One is the statute of limitations. Even though it's a felony, one of the arguments they made before was, well, Trump's out of state. So that tolls the statute. But Trump is out of state until you call him to come in state and he would, he would be available to the courts. So I think that falls by the wayside for the DAs. The other thing is they're going to look at the statute of limitation, which we mentioned, I just mentioned, but they're going to look at the fact, as we said, they've already declined prosecution in, in the federal case. And this is a very unique legal pattern where they're trying to piggyback state felony on top of a misdemeanor in federal. It's unheard of. What, if, what if there isn't any linkage in the Bragg indictment to the election? But if he didn't have anything about the federal election in there, because, again, we don't know at this juncture 
uh, what he's alleging. Um, then that would take the federal decision not to indict off the table, correct? That would take it off the table. But interestingly, and go back to our motion to dismiss, the motion to dismiss is going to look at Cohen, and Cohen himself is a convicted perjurer. Right. They have forward. to have more than Cohen. Okay. Yeah, he didn't come um, forward ahead of time, though. That's but, important. But the point I want to make is, it's going to be appeal. To say they lose and they don't get uh, the case dismissed, they take it to another appellate court or state court, state court, and then they can shift into the federal system. If, if the New York State Supreme Court, which would have to go there, says no, no, this is fine. You have to try them here in New York. Well, then they'll flip on over to the federal system. All right. So that's going to take an enormous amount of time. Correct. Well, a lot of that is the grounds for appeal. This is an interesting case. And again, if the grounds for appeal are on the state level, it might just stop at the state and they say have the trial and then take up the appeal afterwards. So that's another issue that you and I can't answer tonight till we see everything yeah. in the indictment. So it's um, it's interesting in that regard. Your folks uh, up in Mohawk County. Uh, I know it's hard to generalize, but you see a lot of people and everybody knows who you are. What do they think of this? It's split. If if you like Trump or like his policies, then you think it's a bogus indictment. If you don't like Trump, don't like his policies, think he's coarse, then you think finally somebody got him. But I think most people in the country just, they don't want the chaos. They want to move on. And, yeah. And again, They've been going, I don't know if you recall what Chuck Schumer, and I'm sure you do recall, when Trump was uh, first elected in 2017, Schumer said, you went after the CIA and the FBI, they can, seven ways to Sunday, they can get you. And ever since he's been president, they've been after him in various states, various levels of courts, and yet it's, it's like roadrunner, the coyotes after you. They keep chasing him, claiming there's legal problem, you know, legal issues, legal matters, crimes, and then there's nothing. So it really undercuts the whole theory that this is based on equal justice. Yeah, I am right. We did, we demolished that yesterday with Alvin Bragg and the whole system in general about no one is above the law when we proved every which way that plenty of people are above the law. Hey, Sheriff, thanks very much. We really appreciate your expertise. We hope you come back and uh, very nice of you to help us out. Hey, thank you very much for having me on, Bill. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, 
You are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. This is the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Let's bring in now a very interesting guy. His name is Jack Smith. He's a former U.S. attorney in northern Florida. Uh, he works for the uh, Heritage Foundation now. He's a legal fellow. That's a right-leaning group. And he is the uh, author of the upcoming book, Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. Be out in June. You can pre-order it now. Amazon and all the others, Barnes & Noble. And he joins us now from Pensacola, Florida. So um, I talked uh, for about 14 minutes. Did I make any mistakes or omit anything that you think is important? Well, look, Bill, I think the point you were making that's very important is this is an extremely unusual prosecution in a lot of ways. And that's not just what right-leaning commentators, right-leaning lawyers are saying. That's what the liberal media outlets at the Washington Post, the New York Times, Vox Media, they're all saying this is a very thin read for Alvin Bragg to hang these charges on Donald Trump. And like you said, uh, these falsification of business records charges that appeared in the indictment yesterday, uh, those are typically misdemeanors under New York law. But they can only be bumped up to Class E low-level felonies if Alvin Bragg can prove beyond a reasonable doubt, which is the highest burden we know in American law, the standard any prosecutor has to meet, meet to prove his or her case, if Alvin Bragg can prove that those business documents were falsified by Donald Trump or someone acting at his behest with the intent to conceal another crime. Now, as you mentioned, we don't know what that other crime is. Alvin Bragg didn't put it in the indictment, didn't really bring a lot of clarity during this press conference. But I suspect it's based on campaign finance violations. If it's based on state campaign finance violations, that's very odd because Donald Trump was a presidential candidate. And so you know, federal campaign finance law should govern his conduct. And if it's federal campaign finance violations, that too would be very odd for two reasons. One, this is a state level prosecution, not a federal prosecution. And the federal government, the U.S. Department of Justice, the Federal Election Commission, which is charged with issuing civil fines when campaign finance laws are violated, both of those entities looked at this situation and decided not to move forward with charges. And yet Alvin Bragg, uh, he has chosen to move forward with charges uh, that seem very questionable Well, it's a weak case. Everybody, I, I haven't heard anybody say it's a strong case, as you point out, anybody. Nobody says it's a strong case. Nobody says slam dunk. Nobody says any of that. I think it's going to get thrown out down the lane 
All right. Uh, it's going to take years to adjudicate it if it doesn't. But can something happen to Bragg? Can Bragg be charged if he doesn't come up with a crime, as we both pointed out, he hasn't yet, that elevates it into the felony level. If he doesn't do that, if he can't do it, okay, can he be charged with prosecutorial misconduct? Well, charging someone with prosecutorial misconduct, that's a very high bar for someone to, to surpass. Is those are very difficult charges difficult. to okay. bring. That's what I thought. Uh, and, and the Attorney is. General, Letitia James, would never do it in New York because she hates Trump, too. Um, if this case were in Florida, where you are, it never would have uh, it never would have reached anything. Correct. Well, I doubt it would have been brought for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that Governor Ron DeSantis used his authority to remove a source-backed prosecutor in Tampa, Florida, Andrew Warren. Uh, but look, Bill, the thing that's very troubling about this case, and there are many things that are troubling, but I think one of the, the biggest troubling aspects of this case is the hypocrisy, the double standard that seems to be in play, which I know is shocking to really no one. But Alvin Bragg, he campaigned not only on promises to investigate Donald Trump, but more broadly, not to prosecute most misdemeanors, not to seek incarceration in most cases, not to seek to hold offenders, even repeat violent offenders pending their trials. And so yet, if you look at the facts surrounding this case, the charges surrounding this case, you know, I think it quickly becomes apparent that this case likely would never have been initiated if the defendant wasn't named Donald Trump. I think you're right, Mr. Smith. Thanks very much for your expertise. Uh, Zach's book is The Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. You can pre-order it now. It'll be out in June. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. And now let's get into the political civil war a little deeper. Joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, is a very provocative man. You know him, Jason Whitlock, and he's on Blaze TV. I can't believe you work for Beck. I mean, how is that? Is Beck he's running around all over the place over there? Glenn Beck is, is awesome. Uh, <laughs> Glenn's in Dallas. I'm in Nashville. And and actually, you know, Glenn is the face of Blaze, but I actually work with and for Tyler Carden and Gaston Mooney, but that's inside baseball. All right, so he's the face of the Blaze. You're the brand. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting. Okay, so the <laughs> political civil war here, how do you see it? I think it's time to seriously contemplate secession, and, and I say that in all seriousness. I, I don't have... Uh, common ground with the other side. I don't think the other side has common ground with anybody that has any faith in God. I don't think they have common ground with anybody that believes in our founding documents, that believes in our founding fathers, uh, that believes that America has been a force for good uh, over the course of its history and has bended towards justice. The, the other side wants to overthrow our founding, our Christian values, and want to create a, a society that bends towards the godless and the atheists and the secular crowd and the Marxists and the communists. And, and I don't think they're, they're changing. And so w when their position is that men can get pregnant, how do you reason with people like that? Okay. You don't. But there you is no mechanism. There's no mechanism in the Constitution for secession. 
So it can't happen, legally can't happen. My tenet is, if you live in California or New York or Illinois or these states that have been hijacked by the far left, and remember, that can always reverse itself and has throughout history, but the Chicago vote was very troubling yesterday. You can move to where you are, Tennessee, or to another traditional state like Texas or Florida, the Carolinas. There are plenty of places that you can go. You don't have to break up the country, which I don't think would be a good thing. I live in a red state. I live in a blue city. I live, what I believe, on the front lines of this culture war right here in Nashville. I don't think it's a coincidence that this last mass school shooting was a transgender person. Uh, the work that Matt Walsh and the guys at the Daily Wire have been doing have put Nashville in the crosshairs and made it a center of this cultural war. I think a lot of the work that I do in terms of addressing how they use race uh, to advance their you know, sure. ridiculous ideologies. Sure, we're, we're doing that on the front line. And, and so I, I just, Bill, well, I remember, just don't see remember, Jason. Mentally ill people like the person who shot up the school in Tennessee, killing the nine-year-olds, they're on the other side, too, like the guy who shot up the Charleston church. So it's hard. You can't generalize about crimes because there are exceptions and there are unique circumstances. I agree with you that this far-left movement is pernicious and it does not want to improve America. It wants to destroy America. And I, therefore, I am on your team. But seceding is not the answer. If you look at history, the answer is convincing people in a, in a way that is very vivid. And that's why I do what I do, because I want to bring that message. Now, as far as corruption in America is concerned, I think in my lifetime, the country has never been more corrupt. Would you agree with oh, that? A, a thousand percent. All right. Why? Because we've turned away from God. Well, and because I, 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 I'm, yes, Bill. Again, there are, there are many, there are many Jesuits and Catholics and Jews who are on the progressive side, Jason. I, yeah, just because they call themselves Jesuits and Christians and just, doesn't mean they actually believe in God. There are many people that believe in God that don't want anything to do with obeying God. And that's the problem we have here in America, this little slippery slope. Oh, it's just going to be same-sex marriage. Well, no, it's actually going to turn into minor attractive people and drag queens at schools dancing in front of kids and reading books and sexualizing kids. Again, there are some principles that come from the Bible that we should have never backed down on. And, 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 and we did back down, and it's created this slippery slope. Now, and, and Bill, you and I can go back 10, 15 years into our history when I was an idiot about the Second Amendment. And I was on that little slippery slope of like, well, they, you can take away some of the guns and blah, blah, blah. I was an idiot. And, and, and I didn't believe at that point, like, well, the left isn't that crazy. Well, now I know they're that crazy. No, and we have to have our guns. 
And there's some lines in the sand we have to draw if we want a sane society that's safe for our kids. All and, right. and so it makes I, sense. I just, what, what you're saying yeah. makes sense. Uh, there has to be some kind of standard if you want to have a strong nation. So you're going to be talking about this at Rocket Town. That's in Tennessee near Nashville, right? Rocket Town? It's in Nashville. No, Rocket okay. Town's a, a building, a facility in Nashville. Yeah. April 14th and 15th, it's going to be you, Minister Anthony Walker, uh, T.J. Moe, a whole bunch of people. You're charging $99. All right, so why do I want to pay $99? What I, because we're going to have a fun, inspiring, uh, worship filled weekend trying to inspire men to stand our ground and to take All the right. responsibility that to, to write this society and write this ship, this whole matriarchal culture that we're setting up, it doesn't work. It okay. just doesn't work. Is there, is there a website attached to this where people can get more info? Yes. FearlessArmyRollCall.com. If you're a man, that wants to live up to your responsibility and be a leader in this society and make sure that we're leaving this country a better place for our kids, not a worse place. You need to come to Nashville, right. have some food with us, listen to some music. We got great entertainment, the whole nine. And we're gonna to come together as believers across racial lines, across economic lines. We're gonna to prove to people that there are sane men out here that wanna do what's best for this country. Okay. that's. Give me the website again slowly. FearlessArmyRollCall.com. There you go, Jason. Thanks for talking to us today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. All right, joining us now uh, from Austin, Texas, is uh, Tim Kennedy. You may know him. He kicks people in the head, or he used to, um, and he has a new book out called Scars and Stripes, an unapologetically American story of fighting the Taliban, UFC warriors, and myself. It's a bestseller, uh, and I just want to give, Tim, before we start the interview, your resume so people know uh, that you joined uh, the Army on February 4th, 2004. All right. In 2007, you completed Ranger School. You were a sniper, among other things. You went to Iraq to fight. Uh, you went to Afghanistan to do the same thing. And then 
on October 16, 2017, you uh, retired uh, from the U.S. Army. So number one, when you hear people on the 4th of July, famous people made a lot of money in America, say they don't have any freedom and this is a bad country, how do you react? Um, <laughs> the, I don't, almost the same way that I react with a petulant child, you know, saying something silly that they don't understand. You know, if uh, it's, it's dinner time and my seven-year-old is like, hey, can I have ice cream? Like, no, you, you can't have ice cream. You have to have dinner first. You know, it's, it's that same level of ignorance where they don't even understand what's good for them. They don't understand how grateful they should really be that there's going to be this beautiful dinner, you know, that um, like I went and hunted some elk and I prepared elk tacos. And that's what we're going to have for dinner. But instead, like they want some ice cream and it's naturally harvested. It's the best food on the planet. But they just don't know. And they don't understand. And they're, they're so ignorant that they can't even appreciate how valuable that is and how many people all over the world would rather have that. Um, I, I look at them that way where I, I pity them to a degree, uh, but I also, I smile inside because their ignorance is because we have it so good. Okay. There's a reason that this country is amazing. Do you respect their descent? I think it's childish. Okay. I, I am proud that they have the, the right to like, imagine if they were in North Korea, they were in Venezuela, they were in, I mean, even Ukraine in Russia. If they said something like that or they did something like that, they would be black bagged and they would disappear for the rest of their lives. Their that argument would, be, would be their argument would be, Tim, that they're trying to make the country better. All right. That their their descent on the fourth of July, giving the finger to the Supreme Court. They're, they're, they want a message that I I, Jessica Chastain or Katy Perry or whoever they are, the Kardashians, we want to make things better. Isn't it noble to want to make things better? It is. I, I want. I want to make things better too. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm in it. In in a position right now where I'm looking at this country, and I'm not so happy. I'm not so thrilled about the way our country has been performing in the past. You know, year, year and a half. Um, but I'm still so very proud of our country, and I'm very proud of our countrymen. And while there's always room for improvement, and and I don't think ever should we be comfortable in where we're at, but always strive to be better. When uh, you're on on Fourth of July disrespecting the greatest country to ever exist on this planet, you look like a child. Okay. I don't respect the uh, dissent that I just named because it's dissent, as you rightly pointed out, based in ignorance. So if you're going to dissent uh, about, and I am a dissenter right now, I believe that the president of the United States, duly elected, okay, is hurting every American and I'm dissenting I'm not supporting that, all right? So I, I, I'd like to see him leave office, and we're going to get to Mr. Biden in a moment. However, my dissent is based on facts. It's not based on, well, I don't have any freedom because I do have freedom. Supreme Court is actually giving me more freedom because I, as a law-abiding citizen, uh, if I want to, can now carry a gun in New York State. So I've got more freedom while the Kardashians apparently have gotten less because of the Supreme Court. So it's all a matter of how you look at it. But if those ladies were here instead of you, Tim, how long do you think they could stand up to me in an interview format? I, I, we both know they would never sit across from either one of us to debate freedom. Um, they also don't 
and, and have never had the opportunity to really look or be at a place where freedom hasn't existed and people are truly persecuted. Yeah, I don't I, know I've been that. In Iraq. I don't know Jessica just saying where she's been or where she hasn't been. Now, um, let's get on to your book. So you have had ups and downs. Would that be, uh, would that be, <laughs> all right? So you were down low, you're up yeah. high. Uh, it, it looks to me like you're a working class guy who decided to make a life for himself in this country. But in doing so, you put yourself at risk. And you went to Iraq and yeah. Afghanistan, you could have gotten a bullet right between the head. Why did you go to those theaters? I, I, and the same reason that we've been discussing, because I believe in freedom. You know, it's uh, we have something unique and special here. You know, this is Camelot. This this is the light on top of the hill where everybody, we are the beacon of hope that everybody still looks to. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've seen gays pushed off rooftops and their bodies dead on the street you know so when people talk about the freedoms being you know inched back here in the united states it's it's insane and so childish and ignorant ultimately because they don't understand what it's like everywhere else and i've been to those places and i've fought in those wars and i and knowing how special we have it here i will do it to the day that i die okay so you went over to protect people who were being persecuted by saddam hussein by the taliban that's where you went when you were pulling the trigger as a sniper and you knew that you were going to kill a human being in your sights, what went through your mind? Um, breath control, side alignment, you know, making sure I'm in a good steady firing position, making sure I have good recoil management. To, no, so it was all technical? Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's all um, making sure I'm doing the right thing. But everything that happens before that is what's important. You know, for me to decide that a human life is going to be taken, like, there's a due process and there's a really important reason why we have special operations for deployed when a green bray is in a position where you have a special forces sniper that's looking down on a taliban um operation the, we are there for a reason and they that group specifically is targeting in horrific ways the things that they do um they do not need to exist like this isn't greater good this isn't you know like hey we're trying to you know find uranium or you know more oil in a country we we are we are protecting marginalized groups on the planet that are being persecuted. And we're doing that not just for America, but also for them. Okay. Now, one of the reasons I asked for you to be a guest today is because your book, Scars and Stripes, uh, ties in with my book, Killing the Killers. Um, it's the same. Uh, you were on the ground. I was a historian, although I've been to Iraq and Afghanistan in those theaters. Uh, but I didn't fight. I, I went to try to boost the morale of the U.S. troops. But Killing the Killers explains why uh, these people uh, have to be eliminated. And you were the one of the people who did that. And that's that's why I asked and I wanted you to get there. So we appreciate it. Scars and Stripes is the book. We hope you all check it out. Tim, we'll talk again soon. And thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Sign